Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Thanks for listening to the show. To support the podcast and letter, get lots of member-only features and follow Mike and Karina behind the scenes, go to aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, this is Mike Collins and you're very welcome to this episode of the Letter from Ireland show. Now, today's show is called The Story of Two Ancient Celtic Saints. I think I've chosen the word ancient and Celtic there on purpose because we're going to cover the lives, or at least an overview of the lives, of two of our Irish saints. And I use the word Celtic because not only did they contain themselves on the island of Ireland, they tended to roam around Scotland, continental Europe, as well as Ireland. So we're going to start off with the story of one particular saint called Saint Gubnet, and we're going to focus in on her life, but we're also going to chat about how she gave rise to very particular girls' names being used in certain parts of the country. We're also going to look at another saint, a saint called Saint Mel, and in fact Saint Columkill, so two for the price of one there, in our second letter. Now, along the way, we're going to have some great music as well. And I think today what I've done for you is I've chosen music that's very appropriate for this particular era. And we're going to start off with just one of these. And in fact, it's called Inishir. It's from a band called De Danon. And Inishir, by the way, is the middle island of the Aran Islands. And that is the place that the saint that we're going to refer to in the first letter, Saint Gubnet, went to when she actually left her family home for the first time. So have a listen and see what you think. Thank you. 
Many readers on the Letter from Ireland often ask about the origin of an Irish first name in their family tree. Sometimes it's an unlikely Irish name such as Jeremiah, or often it can be a rare name such as Gobinet. It's no secret that many of our shared Irish Roman Catholic ancestors borrowed names from the saints and angels of the Bible. Just think of all those Johns, Marys, Michaels and Joannas. But many were also given their first name in honour of an Irish saint of their locality. Today we're going to look at just one example of an Irish first name linked to a local Irish saint. Now the saint in question celebrates her feast day on February 11th and is called Saint Gobinet. However, in true Irish style, as well as Gobinet, she's also known as Abigail or Deborah. Now you might ask, how can that be for one person to have three seemingly unconnected names? Gobinet, Abigail or Deborah? Well, stay with me and I'll reveal it all a little later. In true Irish style, how did we manage to assign three names to the one person? But first, let's find out some more about the life and legacy of St. Gobinet. Gobinet is spelt G-O-B-N-A-I-T and Gobinet is an ancient Irish name meaning bringer of joy. And she was born in what's now called County Clare sometime during the 5th century. While she was still a teen, she developed a reputation of a holy person and ran away from home to Inishir. Now, that's the middle island of the Aran Islands. It was said that an angel had told her that this island was not to be her final place of settlement, but she was to keep on traveling until she came across nine white deer grazing in a meadow. The deer were then to signal a signal for Gobnet as to the place where she was to build her abbey. The prophecy came to pass when she came across those grazing deer in a wood in County Cork outside what's now known as the modern village of Balavorny. 
Here, Gobinet founded a convent with herself as abbess, and Gobinet lived the rest of her life around Balavorny, and there is still a building and holy well on the site known as St. Gobinet's House and Well. Gobinet was known to have had a special affinity with bees and beekeeping, and is believed to have used honey as part of her healing among the local population. And so today, she's established in the church as the patron saint of bees. Now, if you happen to be in Balavorny and visit St. Gobnet's Well on February the 11th, you'll come across many locals doing the pattern or truss, T-U-R-A-S, that's kind of truss, in honour of the saint. This involves moving in a clockwise direction around the house while marking a large stone with a sign of a cross at various stations or stops along the way, and all this while reciting particular prayers at each of the stations. This ritual was practised by many of our shared Irish ancestors over the centuries in honour of the local saint of their own area. The ritual continues today at many holy wells across the island, where the local saint is honoured on an appointed day with this special ritual of prayer. The word pattern is a corruption of the word patron, and I do encourage you to attend such a pattern day if you happen to be in Ireland in the right place at the right time. You'll be witnessing a ritual that probably links us back to pre-Christian times. Now, what about those three names that I mentioned earlier? Back to Gobinet, Abigail and Deborah. How are they connected? Well, when Irish was the spoken language in Ireland, the name Gobinet, G-O-B-N-A-I-T, was found in many areas across Cork, Kerry and Galway. However, as English became the dominant language across much of the island, an appropriate English translation was needed for many of our Irish first names. As we mentioned, the Bible was the first point of reference for appropriate equivalents for these first Irish names. The biblical name Abigail was bringer of joy, and this was very much the same meaning as the Irish gobernet. So the name Abigail was considered an appropriate English translation for the first name Gobinet. On the other hand, St. Gobinet, you remember we said, had a strong affinity with bees. And the biblical name Deborah literally means bee. So it seemed appropriate to some that Deborah might be a very fitting translation of Gobinet into English. By the way, there were no committees deciding just how to translate these Irish names. It was more a question of local custom and taste. If you take a look at the Irish census of 1901, you'll discover quite a few Debras and some of them are sprinkled across County Cork. But if you look for Abigail, or more usually the shortened version is called Abbey, and you'll find many of those in County Cork, often around the parts of the county you associate with St. Gobinet. So Abbey seems to have won out against Debbie as the English translation of choice for Gobinet. However, the little town of Balavorny, which is close to the site of St. Gobinet's house, remains an Irish-speaking area to this day. If you go to that village, you'll find plenty of girls and women who stuck to the original. Not Abigail, 
Debbie or Abbey, but proudly carried the name of their local saint, Gobinet. The castle Kalinda Sorom and Nuaginis Erlubna Quillas Gliship Wood of Young Tan sail na galla is bogomish on sushin wan. Smahavinto luam bilum a storin mukhri. Smahavinto luam bilum skorti. Mahavinto luam skorlu. Look, look, look. 
Casa on Two Gone there, performed by the Gloaming with the absolutely gorgeous voice of Irla Olinard. And Irla, in fact, comes from Balavorna Coulee, the same place that was referred to in the first letter, uh, that became the final resting place of St. Gubnet. Now, I hope you're enjoying the music so far. We're, in fact, going to now change to the top half of the island. We're going to leave County Cork and head up to a place called County Longford up there in the Midlands. And Corrine is going to share with you the life of not one but two particular saints that lived out in the north half of the island, have an association with County Longford. And in fact, in the middle of this story as well, is the connection with a very particular movie star. So over to you, Corrine. I was speaking with Emmett Carney, a County Longford man during the week, and I asked him if he saw the TV programme on St Mel's Cathedral in Longford Town the other night. An amazing story. Uh, That's a great story, all right, he said. And would you believe St. Mel's Cathedral burnt down on Christmas Day, which was devastating, but it was rebuilt over the four years and it took some effort. Then he says with conspiratorial wink, come here, you'll never guess who's named after St. Mel. Well, I'm going to get back to Emmett's answer later. But first, let me tell you a little about St. Mel himself. St. Mel was a nephew of St. Patrick and he assisted him in his missionary work throughout Ireland during the 5th century. When Patrick built a church in Arda in what is now County Longford, he appointed Mel as the local bishop. Mel then became the archbishop of a wider diocese of Arda and Clonmacnoise. And the cathedral we're chatting about earlier in Longford town, that was built in St. Mel's honour. He's also a patron saint of single people. Now, that would have been all of us once, wouldn't it? And as a result, there's a strong tradition of devotion to St. Mel by many people from County Longford. Before I tell you who that mystery man was who was named after St. Mel, I'll have to mention another saint, St. Cullum Kill, who also forms part of that mystery man's name. We were visiting the lovely city of Derry on the north coast of the island, a great spot right on the border between counties Derry and Donegal. Derry was built on the site of a nabby established by the Irish saint, St. Colum Kill, also known sometimes by his Latin name, St. Columba. 
St. Columkill left Derry in 563 AD and established his monastery on the island of Iona, off on the west coast of Scotland. Columkill, who was a Donegal man, lived about 150 years after St. Mel and he is credited with spreading Christianity across all of Scotland through his missionary work. Now, it's hard to visit a county or town in Ireland these days that does not have a church or abbey or townland associated with this saint, St. Columkill. In fact, if you travel to St. Mel's County Longford, you'll find a whole parish named Columkill. Now, getting back to our mystery man mentioned at the start of the letter. His mother was Anne Patricia Riley, and she was born in this County Longford parish of Columkill in about 1920. She was schooled and reared in the area, but like so many young people at that time, she left to find a better life, and I guess probably some more excitement in the USA. She arrived in Brooklyn in New York, found a job, met her husband, and together they had 10 children. However, although her new home was in the USA, her county Longford roots ran deep. This time last year, we were on our way up to county Longford and we stopped off in the royal county of Meath. It's called Royal, being the seat of the Irish High Kings down through the centuries. We called into the town of Trim and the castle that sits at its heart. Trim Castle was built by the Normans in 1172 AD and is, I believe, the largest standing castle in Ireland. It is such an evocative setting and so many layers of history attached to its walls. A tour around the castle has been labelled as one of the top 10 educational sites in the world by the National Geographic. Now that's high praise indeed. Have you ever visited this wonderful castle? The castle has also featured in a number of movies down through the years. Most notably, it played the city of York in the early 1990s movie Braveheart. Although set in Scotland, Braveheart was filmed in both Scotland and Ireland across County Wicklow and Meath. A great film, one to raise the blood temperature. What do you think? So I'm sure you've guessed by now that our mystery man is Mr. Mel Gibson. I don't know what you make of all the negative media exposure Mel Gibson has had over the past few years, but it's hard to deny his creativity and achievements as both an actor and director. When Anne Patricia Riley, his mother, met and married Houghton Gibson in 1944, she reached back into her County Longford roots and named one of her boys after the two saints associated with her homeland. St. Melivarda and her local parish of Columkill. And so he came to be named Mel Columkill Gibson. And given that Mel Gibson has an Irish born mother, Mel decided to hold both Irish and US citizenship and the passport for both countries. As is the right for all people born outside Ireland who have a parent or grandparent that was born in Ireland. I guess that Bishop O'Reilly of Ardell may have reached out to Mel Columkill Gibson to assist with the restoration of St. Mel's Cathedral. It was burnt down on Christmas Day 2009, but restored and reopened on Christmas Eve 2014, and now is in fine condition. 
It was the largest ecological restoration project in Europe during that time, and it was supported by Irish citizens from all over the world. theme from Braveheart there is very appropriately our last piece of music today, performed by the Gardine Chamber Ensemble, with a nice Irish twist in there as well, I think you might agree. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. It certainly was a pleasure bringing it to you, and thanks very much from Karina and myself. The story of two ancient Celtic saints, and hopefully you enjoyed the music that accompanied the show as well. Please, as ever, do take a few moments to leave a comment if you're in a forum or indeed in a player of your choice. Uh, We really, really would love a review or two because they do make a difference both to hear back from you and to actually inform other people just what to enjoy about the Letter from Ireland show. So that's it from us and Slán until we chat again next week. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, the Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show and you can find full details of the Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. 
because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>